Welcome to the Ferris Love Podcast, where we share spiritual and practical ideas for how to live family life with a beautiful, self-sacrificing love. Today, we've brought back Jordan Langdon, the clinical social worker and parent coach for Families of Character. Welcome, Jordan. Thank you, Katie. We're excited. Today, we're going to talk about cultivating a giving mindset in the family, Um, and Jordan has much to say on all of that. Yes. So... Katie, do you, do you want to jump right in? You want me to dive go right for in? it? You, you go do it. I love it. You know, I have been out and about in the community meeting with parents over the last couple of months, trying to meet as many parents as I can to find out what's going on in families. Mm-hmm. And we've interviewed about 400 parents. Wow. And, um, what we've found is that one of the number one problems that parents are saying they're having in family life is sibling rivalry, Mm. right? My kids just fight with each other all the time. Another one is temper tantrums. They're throwing Mm. fits even into their teens. And then the the third is really like selfishness and entitlement. Like Mm. they're just concerned with themselves and just um, consumed by what is coming next for them, how they're going to entertain themselves, um, you know, what they want to eat, all their, you know, favorites and and just really being consumed with themselves. And so um, on the parenting side, those are the the primary problems that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. Now, we also have interviewed couples. So we've asked dads, Mm. you know, what, what is your biggest complaint in family life? And without just a hesitation, they said, I miss my wife. Mm, sure. And I said, what, what do you mean by that? Well, she's consumed with our kids. She's mm-hmm. constantly giving to our kids. She's doing everything for our kids. And she's the taxi and the cook and the cleaner and the all of this. And I miss her. I miss time together. I miss intimacy mm. with sure. her. Right? She's too busy. She's tired. That's That's a mm-hmm. stressor. Now, moms are saying, man, like my husband does awesome at the office. He is a great provider. He's a giver. He's good at networking. You know, he gives himself fully in his work. Mm -hmm. But I wish I had a break at home. Mm. You know, I wish he'd asked me what he could do to help when he comes in the door. Mm hmm. And I I want so badly for my husband to spend one-on-one time with our children because Mm -hmm. even though he doesn't feel comfortable with that or says he's not sure how to connect with them, I know that it's possible. I know that any time he spends with them is going to be of value. Mm -hmm. So really with that, you know, parenting problems, husbands, wives, the Mm -hmm. theme is all really the same. It's saying like, we're siloing. We're we're mm. doing things that benefit ourselves. Sure. But we're not putting a lot of effort into other people that mm. are under our own roof. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that's yeah, I'm sure everyone's listening to this now and being like, yes, like nodding their heads in the car or wherever you are listening to the podcast. Cause it's true. We get caught up in in our day-to-day for moms. They're caught up in the making of the meals and the prepping the lunches and the making sure the kids have done their homework and the laundry and the whatever. 
the husbands are really focused on providing and, you know, that kind of a thing. If you're in that traditional style household and the kids are also focused on themselves as well. Right. And just like getting their homework done, their friends, their sports, their, all of that kind of a thing. And so not any, not too many people. I mean, the moms are always giving of themselves in that way. Right. That's, I guess that's kind of the mom role often, but yeah, getting stuck in that, that kind of me, me mindset almost. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you bring up a good point. Like it's natural for moms to give to their kids, right? They're in mm-hmm. that role. And so I, I gave a talk one time to a group of moms of preschoolers and they were just like, their mouths were hanging open. They said, Jordan, what are you talking about? Like, we need to give more of ourselves. Like we right. already have enough. We're like, you know, pouring from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm a mom too. I have three kids. I understand what you're saying, but we have to challenge ourselves mm-hmm. as, as wives in saying, okay, we're pouring out everything to our children. And maybe even, you know, in some ways to our spouse in the way that we're making the meals or, or cleaning sure. up things mm-hmm. like that. But what about what our spouse needs? Mm-hmm. From us? Mm-hmm. You know, that's where we have to challenge ourselves that that doesn't necessarily come natural to us to serve mm-hmm. our spouse, but man, okay. it's so necessary, right? We are the ones that started this whole family in the first place. Right. So yeah. if that's over in the corner, looking at us through the fog going, hello, do you remember me? I'm here. That's right. right. Then, then we have problems. That's where the breakdown of the family begins. When mm-hmm. people start feeling like their needs are going unmet and um, they're missing that gift, the gift of our time, our attention, mm-hmm. you know, someone doing something for you that does not benefit them, but just mm-hmm. benefits you hundred percent. Sure. Um, yeah. Makes perfect sense. So, you know, for anybody who's listening for the parents that are listening right now and they're like, yep, this is my family. This is what it looks like right now. Um, what, where do they begin? Like, how do we even start kind of cultivating this in each member of the family? Yes. Great question. I love the practical, you know, tips for families. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that we just started in my house this month is what we call a heart attack. So a heart attack on someone in our family. And so we drew names. And in this case, we just decided to share who we got with the rest of the family. And then we cut out these little red hearts and used a Sharpie and put the, the scotch tape right beside it, kind of have a little station the heart attack station. And then we mm-hmm. write down a compliment that's very specific to that person okay. and tape it on their bedroom door. And we're trying no. to full door for the month of February, you mm-hmm. know, for 30 days, whenever you plan to do this. But that's just a way of saying like, man, I'm just going to take a minute to think about something mm-hmm. that's very specific to you that I notice that's mm-hmm. a great attribute. Um, or some way that you contribute to the family that we appreciate. And I'm going to write it out. And then visibly, you can see that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that idea because it's so simple and anybody can do it, right? Any age child, even the little, um, you know, four-year-old or whatever could do it. And to a certain extent, you'd have to help them maybe. But yeah, like that, it's a great, simple kind of fun thing too for the family to do. Yes. And we were talking about it last night and I said, and they said, oh yeah, give me like five of those. I said, no, 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 no. We're not trying to load up in one day and then take five days off. Right. We're trying to build a habit. So we're trying to do a little bit each day. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, reserve your, your compliment 
your second compliment for tomorrow, because we're really trying to cultivate this habit of Mm -hmm. getting outside of ourselves each day and doing something for someone else. Mm, I love that. And yeah, exactly. The habit is really the key here because you could just write them all out or my family, when we were growing up on the person's birthday, everybody went around the table and said what they liked best about the birthday person, which is, was a great, it was a great tradition that we love. We still love and still practice that we're all together. Um, But it's not the same kind of habit cultivating as this is where every single day I've got to take a step back and be like, what do I like about this person? What, what do I grateful for? What do I see in this person? That's great. Yes, yes, yes. So I have to tell you a story. One of my friends was telling me, he said, you know, my wife and I were just having a lot of marital trouble. We Mm -hmm. actually thought they had five kids. And he said, we just started thinking like we have nothing in common anymore. We're just Mm -hmm. all the time. We can't get along. So they went to a counselor and this counselor, she said, um, here's what I want you to do. She said, you cannot talk to each other for two weeks. Mm. No speak to each other wow. unless there is in regards to the kids. And if mm-hmm. there's some, you know, transactional conversation you need to have about picking up from soccer or whatever, have sure. that. And other than that, do not talk to each other. Mm. Instead, what I want you to do is each of you have to do one thing for the other person that does not cost any money mm. and you have to do it every day until you come back here in two weeks. Okay. He said, at first we were just thinking, Oh, he said, I kept thinking, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to get a card. I'll, I'll get flowers. Oh shoot. It can't cost any money. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. This isn't going to be easy. That would have been kind of easy. That's sure. thing. Yeah. And so they started doing this day after day. And again, it got easier and easier as they, you know, moved along, but he said by the fourth or fifth day, they found this kind of softening happening in the relationship between the two of them. And this big kind of space or gap that was once there was starting to close. Mm. And he said, even by the time they, they pulled up at the therapist's office, he said they were laughing about things that Mm. they laughed for months, you know, And so it it's just a, a good story to highlight that, you know, love is a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a feeling. It's not the flowers. It's not the, you know, pretty purse that you get, but it's, it's choosing to do something for the good of another person. Mm-hmm. I love that. It reminds me of the mother Teresa quote. That's something along the lines of, I'm going to paraphrase, um, where there is no love, give love and you will get love. Like you will receive love. And it's true, right? Like if we're not feeling loved or we're feeling very lonely, we need to, we need to give of ourselves in order to experience that love. You just can't sit back and be like, well, people come and love me now. (laughs) Come and take care of me in this way. Right. Yes. You're so right. And that's why kids fight with each other. Mm. You know, I think parents think that as a a counselor or a parent coach, I'm going to give them some very specific strategy to get their kids to not fight with each other. And they're surprised when I say, well, you know, what are your kids doing for one another around the house? Something, an act of kindness, you know, what do you mean? You know, Mm. start doing that. Mm -hmm. Get the fact that they're fighting, focus on the positive, right? Focus on doing something nice for someone and you will Mm -hmm. see the fighting start to dissolve Hmm. for that very reason. Like, like you just said, like if you're upset or or you're not feeling good about yourself, it's usually because you're not giving you, you are in a state of selfishness and you're consuming, right? Mm -hmm. You're running video games or you're scrolling social media for an hour every night. 
something for someone else. Mm-hmm. That's such a, yeah, I, I love that idea that it, I mean, so easy too to help the kids realize like, okay, what can you go do for your, for your little brother, right? Or for your older sister, or how can you, and like helping them also kind of identify those things. I, I could see that too, being so helpful for them later on in life, right? When they're in their first job or when they're in a, in a new relationship maybe, and then suddenly looking for ways to be giving of themselves to that person or to their new employee or whatever it happens to be. Um, and again, cultivating that habit, right. That we're talking about. Yes. And it's interesting because when, when you're born as a, as an infant, you're totally dependent on your Mm -hmm. parent, right. And so you're not giving of yourself at all. You're consuming, but Mm -hmm. then it's about 14 to 18 months of age. Babies actually naturally start helping. They will open cupboard doors for you. Mm things, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's very beautiful how we, we want innately to help mm-hmm. without wanting anything in return mm. when we're very young. Mm-hmm. And here's what I see happening. It's so interesting. It, it happened in my own life as a, as a busy mom, you know, that's happening with my toddler. They're starting to pitch in and help out naturally. And I'm in a hurry. And so mm-hmm. I cut them off, swoop them up, and run out to the car and buckle them in and we got to go. Right. So instead of spending time, you know, nurturing that skill of theirs and appreciating it and waiting for them on their timeline, walking a little slower Mm -hmm. with them, you know, we tend to cut that off. And so then we take that away from them and they Mm -hmm. start feeling what it's like to consume and get their needs met all the time. And Mm -hmm. they like that. Mm-hmm. And so they want to help less and, and consume more. So then we've got this problem on our hands that we have to undo. Sure. Right? We have to get them back to that phase of, of helping and seeing what a gift it is to be the helper, not mm-hmm. just to be the consumer mm-hmm. the receiver of the gift. So we have to condition that back into them. Mm. I never thought of that before, but it's true. When you see little, little kids, they are, they like, if you start cleaning, they're very happy to help you. Even if you're not like, come help me clean. And then as they get older, they're like, I'm not doing that. You play a game with them and they're like, you clean it up. You lost. I'm like, wait, no, come help. And you have to, yeah. Like you said, recondition them. Um, Cause we often kind of take that away from them. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So really, I think the the best strategy for families is to just kind of put on this mindset of giving. Mm-hmm. And in our house, we like to put up a big sign in our kitchen because we're always in the kitchen. So yeah. if the theme of the month is a giving mindset or for the year 2023, we have it up in our kitchen now, mm-hmm. then we just put the word up. That way we can all keep it top of mind. Mm-hmm. And then like anything, if you're going to make a habit out of anything, whether it's exercise or eating in a new way or Mm -hmm. um, writing someone a letter you it's good to keep track am I doing it every day you know a little Mm -hmm. habit tracker or whatever Mm -hmm. so that you can say okay look we're all doing something for someone else and and we're tracking this Mm -hmm. on a a map here or a a piece of paper Mm -hmm. and then circle back at the end of the week maybe after church or every Sunday or once a month at the end of the month, you take a look at how many X's did we get in the box mm-hmm. to show that we did mm-hmm. many X of, you know, service for someone. 
Sure. Do you recommend having the kids kind of pick what active service they're going to do or leaving that kind of up to interpretation every day or you, the parent being like, I think you should, whatever. What do you think is best for that? I think it's important to let them have a big say in what Mm -hmm. is helpful. Mm -hmm. And then of course, depending on their temperament and their personality and everything, you may have to guide them. And sure. you know, that's actually more for you than it is for them. You know, let's mm-hmm. do something really specific to this person mm-hmm. you know, kind of curb that and, sure. and bring it back on track. But I like to let them have as much say as possible in these things. Mm-hmm. Do you have any examples of some of the things that kids have done just to inspire some people? <laughs> Let's see. So my middle son uh, offered to make my 16 year old's bed every day, which is like a big deal for the, the 10 year old. Yeah. It's like, yes, I have to do that every day. I don't have to worry about it. So that was, you know, that didn't, didn't benefit my 10 year old at all. Sure. That's a fun Um, Yeah. And I think um, notes are always helpful. Mm-hmm. So my daughter is um, eight and she likes to write special notes mm-hmm. out a book on a shelf that she thought her dad would like and, and put it on his bed and put a note, dad, I really think that you would like this book. Yeah. And it was about guard dogs. We don't have a dog, but he's talked about, we really need to get like a dog, a German shepherd or something. It was about a German shepherd. It's like, wow, um, that was specific. she was listening to him, you know? Mm-hmm. So those are some ways. And then simple things that, that, men will say they're really helpful. Like, Hey, greet me when I come home from the door, you know, in, in the door from work. Sure. Hey, hello. Like, don't make the first thing you say to me a complaint or Mm -hmm. like the the things you had to do today. Mm -hmm. Stop and acknowledge that I'm back home. So I can kind of reset, put Mm -hmm. my home hat on, you know, my dad had hat on. That's really helpful. Mm Mm-hmm. And women will say, man, what's helpful to me is, is when my husband comes home and kind of unloads his stuff and, and, and changes out of the work attire is to just Mm -hmm. come to me and say, Hey, is there anything I can do to help? Sure. You know, and if they did that every day for 30 days, oh my goodness. Can you imagine? Imagine. Um, how do you think though, and maybe it's as simple as just practicing it, but how do you think people, especially the adults, like get out of this, like, I don't know, overwhelmed, stressed out, burnt out mindset where like, then they have to take on doing something nice, like more, like for moms, like now I got to think more. Now I got to give more the dads who are like been working really hard all day. And now I have to come home and like do more. How do we get beyond that kind of mentality or that mindset? Mm, That's a good question. I think just trusting the the process, Mm. you know, understanding that uh, relief is around the corner. If you develop this habit, Mm-hmm. Where, because if you think about it, if you're working on this as an entire family, this mm-hmm. isn't just my goal is to serve my spouse every day, but we have talked about this, everybody pitching in, mm-hmm. then if I'm a family of five, four people are going to be doing something for me, mm-hmm. you know, or let's just say one person is doing something for me and I'm doing something for someone else. So mm-hmm. you know, net, net, you're at zero, sure. you're, you've given and you've received. And mm-hmm. so that's why it's so important to do this as a family. We can have individual goals of serving people, mm-hmm. you know, maybe our neighbors or whatever. But even in those circumstances, I encourage people to bring your family along mm-hmm. whenever you're delivering soup to a neighbor who's sick or, mm-hmm. um, you know, running to get groceries for an elderly person at your church, like 
bring your family along in that act of service so that they get used to this. This is what we do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's at first you think, oh, it's one more thing I have to do. Right. Exactly. But the benefit Mm -hmm. will fill you back up. So you see, see energy leaving your body as you think Mm -hmm. of it. But what you receive back from giving and knowing that you did something for someone else that has nothing to do with you, mm-hmm. really, you have to trust the process that it really does fill your tank back up. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's what you were giving. I mean, think about the best times of your life. It's usually when you're volunteering or you're doing something that was outside of your comfort zone that benefited someone else. Right. Absolutely. I think too, it's probably one of those things that, you know, the first week or two are more challenging, right? You're like, you, you have to make the concerted effort to think of the thing you're going to do and to do it and all that kind of stuff. But as with any habit, right, the more we practice it, the more second nature it becomes and the easier probably it is to think of new ways to serve, new ways to give and the less overwhelming it feels or the less task like it feels, um, and the more kind of, yeah, just natural and easy it is to be giving in this way. Yes. And it, this, this, uh, giving mindset requires us to tune in mm-hmm. and really listen to the needs of our family. Mm-hmm. And so such bonds are created when you're really trying to listen to, you know, what is he talking about these days? Because if I really want to serve him, then I have to be listening for Mm-hmm. what's trending with him, what's on his mind, you know, what mm-hmm. he's thinking about, what some of his goals are right now. And that, mm-hmm. that in and of itself creates these strong bonds sure. and listening. And I feel mm-hmm. heard and mm-hmm. all of that. Awesome. Yeah, probably definitely better communication, even within the family itself, like even your daughter giving your husband the German Shepherd book, right? Like, because she was listening, she was paying attention to the conversations that you guys were having around the dinner table or whatever, wherever. Um, Right. So even better communication as a result of this giving mindset, which is probably an unexpected side effect to it all, right. That you're not necessarily realizing, but. mm -hmm. Exactly. Another benefit I think of developing this giving mindset, it's a life skill, right? So Mm. life is all about relationships. Well, Mm -hmm. how do people know you care about them? If you love on them, right. You Mm -hmm. serve them, you sacrifice your own time to add value to their life. Mm -hmm. No. And we're, out there working in business. And that's what business is all about mm-hmm. is adding value to another person's life out serving your competitor, right? Mm-hmm. That's how you get the business is if you right. serve someone more than someone else. Mm-hmm. So knowing how to do that in an authentic and genuine way, not something that feels slimy or, or just like a task, right? Like a, sure. just a check, Mm-hmm. But developing this skill at a really young age will help your kids in business and in relationships in the future too. So it's just like this gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really setting the kids up, especially I think for success later on, because um, it's just building that habit, that really good giving muscle very early, especially if you start when the kids are really, really little, Um to be able to bring that into all the different aspects of their lives moving forward, which is great. So then when they're married and, you know, their wives complaining about the same thing that, you know, they, they know what to do. They know to come home and offer to take the kids for 15 minutes while she goes and reads a book or whatever, you know, those kinds of things. Cause they've yes. learned that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was just meeting with a mom the other day and she said, oh, I have three kids and they're all under like five. And she said, my husband needed to go, to his parents' house to drop something off. And he said, you know what? I think I'm just going to take the kids. 
and maybe we'll just grab lunch while we're over there. And matter of fact, I think I'll just nap him while we're over there too. And then we'll come back around five. And she said, Jordan, at first I didn't know what to do with myself. I'm like, I have like seven hours to myself at home, right? Like this is mind blowing. And she said, it was the biggest gift. Mm. And so she said, I, you know, I walked the dogs and I took my time. I ordered DoorDash and and a nice lunch. I watched a couple Netflix um, episodes that I'd been wanting to see. And I took a nap and she said like, that was such a gift. Mm -hmm. really plan it out like that but she said man I reinforced that when he came back she told him you know what it meant to her to have that time and and the Mm -hmm. energy she got back and just that she was able to think more clearly about you know the happenings of the upcoming week and Mm -hmm. she said I just poured on the praise because that that meant more to me than anything else he could have given me or or thought up you Mm -hmm. know differently this was just awesome the gift of time and just me Mm -hmm. right exactly and I think too I mean to that story but then even to other things we've talked about so much of this is giving things that aren't like you can't buy right like yeah maybe he could have hired a babysitter to come over or a nanny but like he just took the kids and gave her this thing that like she couldn't have purchased on her own to take care of herself in this way right and to revive her spirits and that kind of thing or you know like your son making the other son's bed. Like he can't, I mean, I guess he could have paid his younger, younger brother to do that. But like, no, like these things are all like non-monetary gifts that we're giving, which I think also helps us, you know, see very clearly how we can give without having to spend and that we don't need to be like constantly consuming more like consumer goods um, to be able to be loving on other people as well. Exactly. When you said that, it reminded me of, just this concept of having, you know, enough mm. giving you, ha- you're coming from a place of abundance. And so even people that think I don't have anything to give when they start doing acts of service that don't require money and a lot of time or things like that, that they think they're void of, they start seeing themselves as having enough and coming from this place of abundance versus a deficit mindset, which mm-hmm you know, breeds depression and anxiety and hopelessness. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it doesn't really, you know, you think about it, you're like, but giving seems like depleting. Like mm. you think of giving money out of your account means it's going down to zero, you know, but it's, it's the opposite when we're talking about human kindness and, and really human sacrifice, you're sacrificing something of your own, you're giving mm-hmm. up something for the good of someone else that like multiplies. Sure. So, yeah. No, it's so, it's so good. And I love this. Are you, uh, for your family, do you have something different planned for March? So February, right. You're writing on these little things and sticking them on the doors. Like, are you, do you have different things planned to, to keep cultivating this giving mindset for different months? We don't have it yet. Okay. You know, we don't have it yet. We, um, at families of character, we're coming out with a kid's journal for kids Ooh. age five to 11 mm-hmm. and it's called the best me I can be. Oh, this journal, the purpose of it is to get kids to do a page or two in the journal every day. Um, and it's, it could last up to six months for them. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's to develop this kind of giving mindset and, mm-hmm. and to show kids that you have gifts within you mm-hmm. that are meant to be given and shared with others and that the world is a better place. Your family is a more peaceful mm-hmm. place when you give mm-hmm. and your parents are giving as well. 
And so that's really exciting because that's kind of a, a really concrete tool mm-hmm. that parents don't have to come up with the idea for the next 30 sure. days, you know, but it's something that a kid can work on and develop mm-hmm. that. And one of the fun things that we've been getting good reviews on is they have it in the journal. There's a secret mis- mission. And so, yeah. They're supposed to go off and do something specific for their parent or their sibling and then write about it when they're we're done mm-hmm. without needing to be acknowledged for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for that. I can definitely see my niece and nephews getting really into <laughs> the secret mission, like 007 style. Dun, dun. Yeah. Um, that's great. I love it. Um, we are almost out of time. So Jordan, do you have anything else you want to share or any last tidbit you want parents to take away from this conversation we had today? You know, one thing that we have going on at Families of Character is we have a private Facebook group and Hmm. we have over 450 members and there we kind of talk about um, the podcast episodes that are most popular Mm -hmm. for our show, the Families of Character show. We also talk about um, kind of the problems that parents are experiencing and mm-hmm. how to overcome those problems and working on those as a family. And so um, I'd love for anyone who's interested to join our private Facebook group called the Thrive Community by Families of Character. Okay. Great. And then lastly, I just like to say this quote by St. Jose Maria Escrivá. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a beautiful quote to kind of wrap up the giving mindset. And it's a call to action. So he says, may you acquire the custom of concerning yourself every day about others and give yourself to the task so much that you forget you even exist. Hmm. Love that. Love that. Perfect way to end our conversation today. We will link Jordan to your Facebook group and families of character in the show notes so people can find you and find that group if they are interested. Um, But thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you, Katie. It's always a pleasure. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ferris Love Podcast. If you enjoyed it, there are a couple of things that you could do to support us. Share the episode with a friend or family member, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review or visit us at ferrisloveshrine.org to learn more about the project.